Welcome to the Boys in the Iceberg, the podcast where we recap Avatar The Last Airbender episode by episode for fans new and old. I'm your host, John Listman, immigration attorney by day, stand-up comic by night, airbender at heart, and I'm joined as always by my co-host. I'm Jeff Miller, TV writer, avid mind wanderer, and aspiring waterbender. My God, our journey is uh, moving along here. We have arrived at book three, episode 19, Sozin's Comet, part two, The Old Masters. Wow. What a, it's amazing, man. It's really, uh, the the comet is coming. I mean, we're in Sozin's Comet. It's, uh, it's, we are very much at the, at the last stretch here, pretty much, you know, right at arriving to the start of the final stretch Absolutely. of road. Of uh, the show. I mean, the episode ends, the day has come. So uh, yeah, let's, let's see what, let's make sure all these pieces are in place for that day. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> on the mysterious Island, Ang seeks guidance from his past lives, but they insist he must take Fire Lord Ozai's life. The island is discovered to be a wise lion turtle that provides Aang with ancient knowledge of a forgotten art. Meanwhile, after June's Shirshu is unable to find the Avatar, Zuko decides to look for his uncle instead, and Team Avatar meets the Order of the White Lotus outside Ba Sing Se, its leader being Iroh. After reuniting with Iroh, the team splits up to help stop the Fire Nation, Sozin's Comet arrives, and the Phoenix King Ozai prepares to destroy the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, yeah. <clears throat> summary of it. As good as we're going to get. Uh, we start off at an Earth Kingdom tavern. Zuko convinces the bounty hunter June to use her Shearshu Nyla to track the missing Aang using the scent of his staff. The Shearshu is unable to track him, however, and June explains that Aang is gone, as though he doesn't exist. Uh, Not that he is dead, that he did not exist in past or present. He is not on this earth. What what, what a powerful beast! (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a, an awesome moment and a bit of a shocker at first. Uh, you know, she says, "Your friend's gone," and Sokka asks, "Like, is he dead?" You know, he's gone. Yeah. And she <laughs> says, "No, if he was dead, I could find him. He's gone, gone, as though he doesn't exist." And that's, I think, what I love about it. Um, I wonder if there's some, maybe. The reason why, despite being on the water a lot this series, um, they've never come across this turtle is because it has some perhaps spiritual cloaking energy or something. Um, Because you think like, well, you know, we later find out Aang's just riding on the back of a giant animal. Mm -hmm. So that shouldn't make him seem as though he doesn't exist. So that's why I think there's some like cloaking mechanism or something like magic about this creature. Um, I, I think so too. Much, much as in the the swamp, or uh, wh- whether it's bi- biological or it's able to be generated into the spirit world. I mean, there's some. I mean, I, a part of me thinks the universe's energy causes a, t- a lion turtle to appear whenever the world needs it. But uh, yeah, well, I would uh, love to know a little more about their beginnings. We yeah. get to know a lot more about them in Korra, but that would be a great graphic novel. It's just about lion turtles. <laughs> the lion turtle saga. Uh, while newly awoken on a strange island in the middle of the sea, Aang and Momo wonder where they are, deducing they are not in the spirit world because Aang can still airbend. He decides to climb to the top of the island to see if they can discover anything. Back with June and Nyla, Zuko concludes the only other person who could possibly help defeat Ozai is Iroh. He brings back Iroh's rancid sandal as a smell sample for Nyla to track. Nyla runs off to find the source and Team Avatar follows on Appa. Eventually being led to the breached outer wall of Ba Sing Se, 
After a day-long journey, they reach Bossingsay. They decide to camp out for the night and begin again at dawn. Oh, all right. Um, so, I, okay, I guess we might have been getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I love that Aang's still kind of investigating here on this island. Um, you know, he wakes up, doesn't really know where he is. Uh, tries to bend and can, so obviously he's not in the spirit world. We already knew that because of Sokka's, um, Sokka's comment instincts. last episode. Yeah, Sokka's, <laughs> Sokka's instincts yeah. come in handy. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, I love this kind of sense that they're just climbing to the top of this island. It's got some lost vibes, you know, like what's going on here. Um, and, and you have no sense of anything other than he swam out to this island and now suddenly they're in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it's really, really cool and mysterious. And you'd think this close to the finale, we'd be running out of time for this, but it, they still make it work so wonderfully, mm -hmm. um, especially given what's going to happen soon. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I think we really, uh, yeah. Now, are we, has he tried to earthbend yet? Am I? Well, no, he only, he tried to, to airbend and okay. it worked. Okay. So, so he, he knows. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, heading over to June now. The the sheer shoe saga continues. What better uh, sample to get than a Iros flip flop? Yeah. Yeah, this was pretty funny. You could tell. You could see why everyone's grossed out. But I still love Toph uh, finding it kind of sweet. Of mm -hmm. course, you would. Um, it's just a cool little moment, and it's good to see Zuko really thinking clearly and. Uh, Kind of taking charge here in terms yeah. of well what should we do if ang's theoretically doesn't exist you know his friends are probably reeling zuko's there to be like all right guys we need we need to think of something yeah and he does a pretty good job just like well i guess let's let's try iroh and let's not forget here this is weird for him because he doesn't all he knows is that he's he's broken out but he hasn't seen him since the betrayal Mm -hmm. So it's it's tough for him, but he still doesn't hesitate and jumps right to it. That's excellent, man. Uh, and the, they end up back at Bossing Say, a journey that uh, you know. I, I I mentioned this last time. I, I'm wondering if they couldn't have uh, squeezed in a journey to get more of that uh, oasis water, but uh, mm. let's not. Uh, you know, I, I think I said everything. Yeah. I had to say. Well, I think that's also a little bit further away from Bossing Say, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? So, uh, wandering around the island, Aang soon finds a large hexagonal symbol on the ground and, unable to bend it, deduces that it is not made of rock or normal earth. Lost for thoughts, Aang decides to contact Roku, hoping he will know where this place is. However, Roku confesses to him that he has not the slightest idea as to where they are, but sees Aang is frustrated by the knowledge that he has to kill the Fire Lord to end the Hundred Year War. Whew. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a lot, again, like here's where we're getting into the lost of it. Mm. You know, like what is this island and these creepy, or these weird symbols? Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, the hexagon shape, I, I think we later have a good uh, explanation for. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then unearthness as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, totally. Um, but you know, just like the way that they introduce this stuff and these foreign elements to Aang, um, and that he's finally able to, you know, on his own. I don't know why it always takes him so long, but like, dude, you can always ask your past lives. Mm -hmm. And I love that he asks Roku, and I'm really wondering because Roku doesn't seem to know where he is in any way. Yeah. If, well, this is something to talk about later, I guess, when we find out what this island is, but uh, it makes me wonder if if nothing of this sort ever occurred during Roku's time, or if it's been that mm. long, and maybe it's been since, who knows when, maybe Aang's the first in a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know we could see how frustrated Aang is and it's true. He's been, you know, projecting being angry about not knowing where he's at, but really he's angry about 
not knowing what to do about Ozai. <laughs> yeah. Um, more on Roku in a little bit. Back uh, with the group, we see they're woken up by fire surrounding their encampment. Several old masters, Zhang Zhang, Pian Dao, Paku, and Bumi, show themselves and greet them. On the island, Roku confesses that his own disciplined outlook on being the Avatar was ultimately what caused the war to happen. As staring fire Lord Sozin cost Roku his life, Roku tells Aang he must be decisive and disappears. Okay. Wow. Uh, the old masters. I, I the guess old it's, it's, masters. I mean, the, the episode's name. Uh, we got the gates of Bossing Say. We have Paku, Jong Jong, Bumi, and Pian Dao. Uh, it's nice that uh, we are not seeing them in their respective uh, traditional clothing. They 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 seem to all have uh, a different uniform. I, I feel like they're they're matching. They're matching, but like there's like an ancient society of knights that are yes. order of the White Lotus that mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's it's beautiful to see just just honor and chivalry done right in the world. People just doing the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing. And we'll learn more about that when we rejoin. But just seeing them all show up there is wonderful, and you know, especially given how hopeless they must have felt, even though they would never admit it out loud. You know, they were just hoping that Iroh could help them fight Ozai. They had no idea they were going to run into everybody else. Yeah. Um, so that's a great surprise. And, and it's also good, again, just bringing things full circle, all these characters that have helped our, our team along the way, showing back up here when it matters most. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just remind everyone who these people are. Zhang Zhang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aang's first firebending instructor. He was the, uh, the the outcast of the Fire Nation uh, that they came across early in their travels. Uh, Pian Dao is Sokka's master, the swordsman, the uh, master swordsman of the Fire Nation. Paku, the waterbending instructor of the Northern Water Tribe, and of course Bumi, Aang's long friend, long lost friend, the Mad Earth King. Uh, mm who is, uh, of course, he, I would think the happiest to see them. For, first off, they have the, the happiest memories, I dare say, or the most positive time together. Well, no, I don't know. They, that, that's not right. I think Pian Dao has good positive. Uh, they all, you know, they, they, all, they all kind of do. Um, I think that absolutely they're all thrilled to see them. And I love Boomy's, uh, don't you know all old people know each other? <laughs> yeah. I know, uh, and it's just like, uh, uh, and I might be jumping the gun, but there's this great joke with uh, Boomy's like, "Oh no, we're missing someone." Where's yeah? Mom? That's that's uh, yeah, that's that's later. Later, but meanwhile, is. Roku, yeah, because I think you started this before. Yes, Roku uh, reveals his wisdom to Aang and says, "You must be decisive." Like. You can't go into this battle without a plan or some sign, some plan of attack, even if it's not a, a, a death blow. Uh, you should have some, you should be concocting a restraint system if, if you can't kill this man. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I also, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Aang clearly wants to hear somebody tell him you could do everything fine and be a great monk and nobody has to get hurt. And unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. And it seems like he's just waiting for someone to say that. Um, I also kind of want to go back when, when, when he first recalls Roku Uh um, and Roku says like, there's a line where he says, yes, uh, all your past lives are available to you. And in my head, I always feel like he's going to say like, for the low, low price of nineteen ninety nine, <laughs> yeah. or like, doesn't it sound like he's like in a For in an advertisement? Six easy payments. <laughs> yeah, they're all available to you and anyone who wants them for four easy payments of fifty nine ninety nine. Ah, that's all. <laughs> no, it's uh, it is, and it's kind of. I mean, listen, I'm glad Aang has the wherewithal to gather himself and draw on his past avatars for uh, wisdom here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, something maybe. He should have had more in the front of his mind. He's had some difficult moments where he could have used some wisdom. Uh, I wonder how accessible it is. Uh, 
it's it's also interesting to note that he's able to do this without being able to enter the avatar state so it definitely shows that these are two very separate entities for an avatar the ability to connect to past lives and the ability to go into the avatar state um so it's interesting to see that established so clearly here and you can't help but wonder if this was forgotten or if it was explained and i've just forgotten um in cora when they go into the whole rava of it all but we'll, we'll have see. to we'll see uh meanwhile here the gang and order embrace with Paku revealing that he's engaged to Sokka Guitar's grandmother. Yay! Mm-hmm. Toph wonders why they are surrounded by old people, and they reveal that they are members of the Order of the White Lotus, a secret organization focused on beauty and philosophy, and were summoned to Bossing Say by Iroh, the Grand Lotus. The gang exclaims they are looking for him, and the masters agree to lead them to him. Boomy notices that their group is missing someone important and inquires about the whereabouts of Momo, to which Sokka responds that he and Aang are missing, stating that Aang and Momo will be all right so long as they have each other. Boomy continues to lead the others to the White Lotus camp to find Iroh. (laughs) And now, of course, where's Momo? (laughs) Where's Momo? You're missing a very important member of the group. Yeah. Uh, so a lot, a lot's happened in, in the world. A lot of news coming. Uh, uh-huh. is married. The, I think he handcrafted another betrothal necklace, which is a very important piece to Katara's identity. Uh, uh-huh. So, so really, I think you mean Grandpaku. Grandpaku, yeah, it was uh-huh. a funny line. Gram, gram, no, just Paku. No, no. How about Grandpaku? Yeah, uh, <laughs> some, some, some very sweet, touching stuff. Uh, but yeah. like, but we don't even have time to react because uh, it's it, it's time. We, we we don't know where Ang is. There's so much going on here, and uh, where where is how? He? No, yeah. no we'll and how about Iroh being the Grand Lotus, like the Grand yeah. Master? It, 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 I mean, wow. really, that's kind of cool. He Iroh is like that non. I mean, the, as close as you can be to an avatar without being the avatar. Uh, he has he does not bring balance to all these worlds but he does have overlap into so many different worlds and societies and and, and just areas of expertise that are he helped yeah incredible yeah he he helps to defend balance in his own way as he can yeah um and it's just kind of amazing to see how significant he is you know he's not just the Fire Lord's brother. He's not just the Dragon of the West. He's not just a former general of the Fire Nation. Melt. You know, he's not just any. You know, the last person to see a dragon before Zuko and Aang. He's the. He's like this hugely important guy who transcends the Four Nations. Yeah. And when you go back and you think about all the kind of crap he put up with over the time, not you know just with even just with Zuko and everyone else. I mean to see how composed he was and at no point tried to fall back on that or the white Lotus and just kind of understood that this was the road or the path he had to take. And this path had to be taken all the way through for things to work out the way they do is just kind of amazing and admirable and incredibly insightful yeah. in retrospect. It's beautiful. Uh, we go back to Aang on the Island. Aang summons avatar Kiyoshi for wisdom she recalls her encounter with Chin, the Conqueror, severing Kiyoshi Island from the mainland to stop Chin inadvertently causing his death. Aang reasons that she technically did not kill Chin, but Kiyoshi tells Aang she sees no difference and would have killed him herself to keep the world in balance. She tells Aang only justice will bring peace and disappears. Agitated by her response, Aang wishes he never asked Kiyoshi for wisdom at all. Ah, oh, it's uh, I don't think you're mad at Kiyoshi. You're mad at your uh, destiny. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's... So, uh, yeah. Okay, go on. Another avatar, another bit of wisdom. Only justice will bring peace. Yeah, um, it's pretty intense, and you know, it's very much kind of vigilante thinking. But uh, absolutely, can understand why she feels this way, given her experiences. 
Um, with Chin and what's going on now with Ozai, it seems that unfortunately there, there, there seem to be those who will do whatever it takes to get power. And then once in power will not be moderate, will not be, you know, self-disciplined, will just use all the extreme measures they can, um, and have to be stopped no matter what. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a little eerily reminiscent of what's happening in the world, but you know, go figure. Um, currently on day four of the trial today. Uh, and, um, that's wild. But aside from this, I also noticed the music in the background in this scene is like really intense and kind of unique to Kiyoshi, I feel like. So I don't know if it's worth a, like a re-listen if you didn't recall it at the time. Yeah. I have uh, to give it another yeah. listen. Um, I, I just love that we're getting back to back to back all these past avatars. It's really a great, uh, just, just again, all the elements of that this world has touched upon coming together, uh, earned uh, momentous to, to really build up this culmination that we're getting at. Uh, I, I, this episode was like, quieter i think we said before we started uh or maybe on the podcast uh it was quieter in the sense there was no battle there was no like uh conflict just like that steady drum beat to the comet all the last things coming in place here really uh, mm-hmm. unbelievable stuff absolutely uh, so on the way to camp boomy reveals that he single-handedly liberated the city of omashu during the day of black sun with an amazing display of earthbending, he freed himself from his cage and cast out Fire Nation buildings, laughing and eating rock candy as he launched Ozai's gigantic statue out of the city. The Fire Nation soldiers were powerless due to the eclipse and helplessly fleed. Bumi asks the others if they did anything interesting on the day of the eclipse. Zuko and Sokka look awkwardly at each other and claim, nah, they didn't. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about it, right? <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered, you know, I, I remember reading that part of the description and going back into the episode and being like, oh, that More is what happened. Yeah. And I, I feel like maybe Sokka and Katara or, you know, but Zuko did a pretty admirable, awesome thing. Yeah. He confronted his father. He redirected lightning at him. Yeah. He decided to go join Team Avatar. I mean, for him, I that mean, should have been like a hell of a game changer day. Like that's a life changing moment right there. I know. It's 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 just like part of me. I mean, I, I, not part of me. I completely agree with you, but the uh, it just doesn't feel like there's time to talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like I, I, I maybe I don't think that's the reason why they didn't like they were walking to camp or I mean it feels like they they did have time yeah but uh that's a good point to 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 to, to see Boomy's reaction I mean I don't know maybe maybe they could have had like a, a, mo- a clip of sitting around the fireside sharing these stories because uh lots happened in everyone's life uh yeah I, I love this uh Boomy escaping on the day mm-hmm. of Black Sun uh, yeah, complete with a little poem, sort of, or some yeah, rhyme. No, I mean, his retelling of it, yeah. we're, so we're seeing it through the boomy lens. It felt like a bit of a Dr. Seuss, Mad King, Riddle-esque uh, retelling. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think that it's to be understood that even if it didn't exactly happen that way, it likely did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I don't know if you actually made a smiley face in the statue, although right. I hope you did. Yeah, uh, but you know he's just telling it for the sake of the story. Like by the beginning, you know it takes a lot of energy for him to 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 bend stuff, and then by the end he's just like hurling entire factories off the side of the uh, off the side of the mountain, like it's like they're nothing. Yeah. Um. But it's a really cool retaking. I'd be very interested to know a how things went with the citizens of the city. He just kind of abandoned when he gave up or when he, you know, uh, let the Fire Nation take over. Um, and then who he's subsequently left in charge since he's come here. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we we all recall that he almost surrendered with little, you know, little to no struggle 
uh, when the Fire Nation came. And uh, we always sensed that he had some kind of plan in the back of my mm-hmm. head. And, and I can't help but wonder if this three to four month imprisonment, uh, just he knew this day of Black Sun was coming and he just had this in mind all along. Uh, I'd like to think so, because it, it would certainly explain why he gave it up so easily. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said for, you know, maybe he did actually see them and they, you know, upon seeing the way he was able to take the city back um, all by himself without really much bloodshed or anything for, for, for the residents that were there before, um, maybe they were actually relieved um, and thankful for, for him taking care of everything and were like more understanding after that happened. Probably. Yeah. 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 Well, we go back to Aang. He looks deep within himself and summons Avatar Quirk for wisdom. Quirk explains that during his time as the Avatar, he was laid back and let the four nations work their own problems out. However, Ko the Face Stealer punished Quirk for his laziness by dragging her love, Umi, into the spirit world. Quirk blames himself for what happened to her and tells Aang he must actively shape his own destiny as well as the destiny of the world. When Quirk disappears, Aang despairs that the three of his past lives are telling him to do what he doesn't want to do. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why won't you tell me what I want? <laughs> I know. Why won't you tell me what I want to hear? Yeah. Um, so I love this. First of all, we're getting like right, five weeks going beyond Kyoshi. Yeah, have we met? I, I bet Quirk was mentioned. I, we, but this is like our first real uh, meeting of him. Yes, we've seen him before and we've heard him reference, but this is the first time we've met him. We met him briefly, or I mean, seen him briefly in the Ko the Face Dealer episode at the end of book one, mm-hmm. um, where, where Ko sees Aang and he says, wow, it's been a long time, but I've seen you before. Mm-hmm. And he flashes to her face and I think the guy's face. That's, um, that's, uh, I bet it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it does. well, it, certainly her face we see in that first episode also. Um, that are in that Co the Face Dealer episode with Aang. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's awesome to see that kind of, again, come back full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's hearing from everyone. Not, not, not only is it three different people, but it's a, a firebender, an earthbender, and a, and a waterbender. You know, granted, he hasn't spoken to an air nomad, and he's eventually going to get there, but everyone of all, of all different nations, you know, is telling him this is what you got to do. Yeah. So he can't just say, well, that was, you know, Kiyoshi is especially aggressive and Roku is from the fire nation. And we all know what the fire nation is capable of. So, you know, I'll talk to like, no, man, you can't keep justifying it. Eventually you're going to have to realize what you have to do. Potentially. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, uh, First, uh, Kirk, then Co. So Kirk, he's the hippie avatar, man. He's out there surfing. He's Chilling. peace and good times, man. Like, if they can sort out their own problems, let them... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is the most laid back, you know, maybe not like as much of a um, strict pacifist as Aang. You know, he may not be a monk, but uh, certainly, you know, to, to give his advice here is you must actively shape your own destiny and the destiny of the world and and you just can't no matter what you the world like he's not getting the answer there, there is no way that he's getting the answer he wants it's just yeah he's <sighs> he, he's telling him the universe isn't just going to take care of things for you yeah. you have to do it you have to like it's your responsibility to help the universe it's not the universe's responsibility to help you that's what makes you the avatar it's crazy which is um yeah. And then that we see in the flashback, Ko stole the face. Um, I'm trying to remember Ko. I know that Roku said Aang had to visit Ko to get some kind of spiritual... Uh... To find out where uh, the moon and ocean spirits resided. Okay. That was it. Yeah. Uh, and then, of, of course, we, we can't help but remember that you have to be uh, completely emotionless when, or if you show any response or any kind of uh anything co will steal your face and uh i do recall seeing faces you know i mean it's it's worth going back to see that it is oh yeah and the umni i believe so 
excellent mm-hmm. stuff, man. Great, great to be expanding the Avatar verse. I, I really think each past Avatar could have their own series. Uh, of course, yeah. Well, the gang arrives at the White Lotus encampment, and Zuko is shown to Iroh's tent. He sits in front of the tent, ashamed and worried that Iroh hates him for his betrayal. Katara comforts him and believes, or believing that Iroh will forgive Zuko if he is truly sorry. Zuko enters the tent and finds his uncle asleep. He sits down to wait for Iroh to wake. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Zuko can't face Iroh. Uh, well, you know, he he's he's afraid to. He eventually, yeah, yeah it's it's just smart of him to not wake the guy. Trust me, as somebody who who has been yelled at many times for waking somebody up when they didn't want to be. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I love that Katara comes over and comforts him. Yeah. Um, just kind of re- reiterates kind of, you know, what, what Toph said about how, regardless of what you think he thinks, he will absolutely forgive you seeing as how you've come to this conclusion and you're helping us now. Um, and it's true, but but it's still until he hears it from Iroh, it's just got to be so. You know, you can't imagine the kind of anguish and and thoughts he's had about this reunion and how bad it could maybe go. Mm. Um, and this, you know, overwhelming nervousness he's probably, you know, yeah, probably it must be immense. Uh, well, we uh, shall see what happens. Interacting with Momo. Aang figures that since the three past lives he asked were not air nomads, they cannot possibly understand his position correctly. His, he summons the previous air nomads avatar, uh, Yang Chen, to ask her for wisdom on what he should do. Though they both agree that all life is sacred, Yang Chen insists that as the avatar, he has a duty to protect the world. Aang argues that the monks taught him to detach himself from the world so his spirit can be free to achieve spiritual enlightenment. But Yang Chen counters that the Avatar is incapable of detaching from the world, as it is the Avatar's sole duty, and insists Aang must do whatever it takes to protect it. After she disappears, Aang laments to Momo that he has no other choice but to kill Ozai. Okay. All right. Well, we'll start here with Momo. I kind of love that Aang, there's a little bit where he's like, I know you don't understand what I'm saying, but it helps to talk to you. Um, but, uh, I love seeing Yang Chen. Okay. A couple things. First of all, I love that he's, you know, we're finally seeing the, the last airbender to be an avatar before Aang. Yeah. Um, And I think this also establishes, I don't know if it's for certain, but certainly these last four, and then we know the one next after Aang, it goes boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. Mm. Um, it's, you know, they, they change gender after each thing. Um, so each new avatar is a different gender, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, and then, you know, I, she finally tells him what he needs to hear. Like, yeah, it's, you can't think about this as a monk. You have to think about this as the avatar. Yeah. And you have to help the world no matter what it takes. I think uh, throughout this entire process uh, of going and asking each avatar, Aang isn't, He's just rationalizing. He's like, at first, he's like, "Well, you uh, didn't kill him. He was on a cliff that happened to collapse." Uh, well, they're not air avatars. They can't understand what it's really like. Like, like, he's just not. It's almost like he's addicted to pacifism. Air or the the, the mental block is really. It, it's not a you know. It's such a powerful thing to. Uh-huh. But, uh, okay, we, I feel like, uh, you know, Avatar Yang Chen, it's not about you, it's about the world. Uh, the quote I wrote is, selfless duty calls you to sacrifice your own spiritual needs and do whatever it takes to protect the world. Uh, it, it, it's, all, it's an act of uh, selfishness. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Get over yourself. You know, hey, over and, yourself. like, we are talking about the entire world, and that's not an exaggeration. Uh, it, 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 it always sounds like it is, but not in this case. Uh, so I, I just, uh, I don't know, Ang, like, would your spirit be satisfied 
if the Fire Lord successfully destroys the world, but you didn't use, uh, you didn't kill him in battle. I, I mean, like consider the. Ultimate. I know. Yeah. I also okay. wonder how does this how does this m- meld with what uh, Guru Pathik was telling Aang about how he needs to detach from all earthly connections to it, to be able to master the Avatar state because this seems very counter to that. Yeah, well, right? he did not succeed in the uh, in Guru yeah. Pathic's, uh you know, teachings, so it does uh, does make sense. Uh, but it's just like I don't know, Ang. Like, you, you, it's like yes, of course you do. <laughs> there is no easy way out of this. You've had no. to do it the hard way. There is no other way. Uh, yeah. I don't even think Batman could get his way out of having to kill this this bad guy. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Next morning, Iroh wakes up to find Zuko waiting for him. Zuko tearfully apologizes for all he has done. But before he can ask how to redeem himself, Iroh grabs and hugs him, surprising Zuko. Iroh states he, is, he was never angry at his nephew, but was afraid he had lost his way. Zuko admits that he had but Iroh can see that he found it again and did so by himself. Yes. I love the, uh, I mean, dude, this is a very short paragraph for what is just a very, very, very momentous scene. Uh, it starts off just, I don't know, you, you see Zuko almost comforted by the sound of uh, Iroh snoring. Like, like he, he's, yeah. he's at home, like he, his soul is in a good place. Um, I, I, I mean, dude, the, the fact that he doesn't even complete his apology before Iroh uh, grabs him, hugs him, and forgives him. Uh, yeah. He was never, mo- yeah, never angry at him, angry because he'd lost his way and wasn't sure that he'd find it again. Uh, yeah. So beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's just a really wonderful moment. Um, but there's really not much more to say about it. It's just I like know. a great, you know, this is, of course, Ira would forgive him, but it's still great to see. So, so amazing to see. Uh, yeah. As the new day begins, Aang wakes and sees mountains in the distance seeming to grow larger. He realizes they're actually getting closer and that the land or the island itself is moving. He swims around the side of the island and seeing a giant arm paddling, understands the island is a gigantic animal and starts swimming towards the front. Uh, how cool is this? Yeah. It's, it's funny because like this reveal is so cool and awesome, but it's also like really creepy. I, I can imagine for like a kid watching because there, there's just this, this sense of massive things underwater yeah. that I think freaks some people out. Um, certainly me, but, uh, again, this is an yeah, island size massive. animal. Um, yeah. Like this giant paw. Let's, uh, I mean, huge, huge. It, 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 like it, I'm going to say it's like a 10 mile, uh, circumference minimum. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something crazy, it's, it's, but it's, it's really definitely, insane. it's at least five, yeah, at least uh, five. Yes. It, you can't just run from one end to the other and back. Uh, so yeah. It's, but uh, it's a, it's a cool reveal and I, I love what we're going to find out soon. Yeah. But I, I was yeah. wondering what he was doing. A sw- right. He swam. I'm like, why not water bend? I don't know. This is, this is nitpick. Uh, sometimes you just swim. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, you're also not going to water bend around this giant animal. You don't know what it's going to do to it. It's true. You know, you don't want to startle it. Good point. Uh, well, back at the camp, Team Avatar has a meal with Iroh. Zuko asks for Iroh to stop the Fire Lord since Aang is missing. But Iroh says that he is not sure he could defeat Ozai. He also believes it would not be the right way for the war to end, as history would only see it as more senseless violence and a brother killing a brother for power, and that only the Avatar should defeat the Fire Lord. Iroh rejects his claim to the throne and tells Zuko that he instead must take Ozai's place as Fire Lord to stop the war. Iroh believes Zuko has at last restored his own honor and that his destiny is to restore the honor of the Fire Nation. While it is his own destiny to reclaim Ba Sing Se in the name of the Earth Kingdom, 
Zuko must face his sister Azula before claiming the throne, and Iroh insists he cannot do it alone. Zuko asks Katara to come to the Fire Nation with him, and she gladly accepts. Sokka, Suki, and Toph plan to intercept the Fire Nation air fleet and help Aang if he needs it. Iroh and the rest of the White Lotus members bid the two groups farewell. Zuko and Katara on Appa, and Sokka, Suki, and Toph on an eel hound. When Zuko asks Iroh what he will do after he reconquers Ba Sing Se, Iroh responds by saying he will reopen the tea shop, the Jasmine Dragon, and play Pai Show every day as God intended. <laughs> yes, that's, oh, that's exactly, that's the life. Yeah. He's, he should just be playing Pai Show, serving tea, eating delicious food. Yes, that's a life, man. He'd he'd be invited to the Fire Nation. I mean, not the the the, the king's uh, chambers to serve him tea correctly, as it should be, not as some rude. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure other people like he'll have employees to serve, but he'll just be there yeah. overseeing and, and managing. Oh, I can't wait for that. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We, yes, one step at a time. The, the, yeah. We're at the campfire here. Um, he. I mean, dude, we've heard it from all the avatars. We're going to hear it from the old master here, the Grand Lotus himself. Uh, it is the avatar that must defeat the Fire Lord. Zuko mm -hmm. must beat the Fire. I'm sorry, must be the Fire Lord. Uh, it, there, there, there's just no other way. Uh, yeah. It, and, and, and he's absolutely right. Uh, it, it, Let's say he took power. What kind of future, you know, is that? Uh, of course, we, he would rule well, but there's like a, a sense of he's part of the old ways. He was the great general. He did, he was this, you know, militaristic guy. Say what you will about Zuko. He hasn't really had a military uh, career. Oh, absolutely. This has to be completely new. This has to be almost from the ground up. And to do that, you need to do it with an all new generation. Uh -huh. um the, the the ironic thing is that ang is actually part of iroh's generation yeah. but it doesn't seem that way because he's been in an iceberg for 100 years so 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 true um i mean just the, the momentousness of this moment everyone's here everything's forgiven everyone's like we have really gathered the greatest people that we have met in this entire journey in one place and everyone understands they have a role to play yeah and and by the end of this scene every one of our heroes but ang is officially like on their way to their respective final battles yeah so to speak which is really exciting i uh brought this up before we recorded there's uh i can't help but wonder what toff's future is like uh it's just uh, we have such a clear vision of Aang and Zuko's. I I, I don't know what uh, Toph you know, is Toph's, do when this is all done. I think fortunately, when this is all done, Toph's proven that it's not really up to her mm. constrictive parents. Mm. Um, and hopefully, when this is all over, they'll get over themselves and realize how valuable um, Toph is to the world and what an incredibly important and useful person she is mm -hmm. um and let her do what she wants i think there's a sense that all of team avatar is going to need to be there in terms of helping rebuild the world like yes they are going to try to take out the fire lord and, Z and zuko will be the new one um but other than that like the real work starts then like you have a lot of you know you can't just be like all right it's over you know, you got to figure out what this world's going to be. And that can't just be on Aang and Zuko. You're going to want to be there to help. Right. Um, let's not forget, as far as Team Avatar is concerned, because especially since Boomy's in the Old Masters, for their generation, she's kind of the spokesperson for the Earth Kingdom. She's mm -hmm. that, you know, right. embodiment there. Right. Plus, she's now a metal bender. And I feel like she has some sense of obligation to teach metal bending. And as we find out in the graphic novels the Toph Metal Bending Academy becomes a thing. Amazing. Uh, I, I also, I'm going to contradict myself here because, you know, I'm just taking it out loud, but the fact is they don't know they will live. Uh, there is a yeah. war. And uh, it's just... Uh, sure. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, 
Yes, and uh, I love that this 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 beautiful notion of Iroh. Iroh has his own lingering honor, uh, outstanding debts that he needs to repay. And what better way to repay the misguided attempt to lay siege to Basigze than to return? The language said, said capture. He's really returning as a liberator. I mean, yes. his, his hope is to rid them of any yes. colonial power and to give them their uh, independence. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, uh, he's recapturing in the name of the Earth Kingdom, as he yeah. said, which is wonderful. Uh, but yeah, capture and conquer. It makes sense, but yet it's to me, it's right. I, I, no, I would yeah. phrase it as a liberate, but okay. Right. It's, uh, but it's uh, also just like wonderful how this show has, you know, it's just such an epic conclusion here. And everyone's getting like every character is being accounted for. And we're just seeing such wonderful, you know, closure and stakes and, and resolutions being presented. And it's just really cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, the gang's it's up into three here i mean this this gang of the episode uh mm -hmm. the old masters to bossing say we we've just touched on that uh it's the i like toff suki and Sokka heading to there's an airship base there's a certain uh you know it's, it's a little you know concocted but fine they, well they, it's 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 the only actual military strategy i feel like for whatever reason that the fire nation seems to need for this because of the comet so you know everyone has their own thing they're going to okay. the action we get azula because really for for all this planning to defeat the fire lord we need a plan to defeat the azula as well mm -hmm. and, uh, of course it can only be the zuko uh, or you know and uh, i love that he and katara are, are heading i mean they are the two I mean, I don't want to say strongest vendors, Toph, of course, yeah. is, but uh, right, right. I, I don't know. Toph does. Well, I'll ask you: Would Toph have been a better companion than no. Katara? I, I don't think so either. Especially because you know we don't know if the Dai Li is still there or not. Mm. Um, and so, like, they could counter the Earth bending, but I also think that on the flip side you're going to need arguably the most powerful bender of all to go with the two non-benders because they're going to need her more than Zuko would, you know, like Zuko and Katara can handle themselves. I don't know if, if Sokka and Suki could necessarily handle themselves against an entire fleet mm -hmm. without the aid of Toph. Um, could they do it with Katara? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Yes, yeah. Well, I, and, and, I'm and not even mad though she's at this, yeah, I, it's just a, a just wondering question, asking right. the question. Yeah, That's um, a good question. Who yeah, knows? Well, who knows? It's certainly not a bad pairing or plan. Uh, right. Let's see what happens next. Uh, Ang finds that the swimming island is a lion turtle, which stops swimming and lifts Ang with its massive paw so that they can be face to face. Hang asks for wisdom on how to stop the Fire Lord without taking his life yet again. Uh, <laughs> he's like the boy that cried, uh, you know, the Live. boy that cried non-murder. <laughs> yeah. Well, the lion turtle answers, the true mind can weather all the lies and illusions without being lost. The true heart can tough the poison of hatred without being harmed. Since beginningless time, darkness thrives in the void, but always yields to purifying light. The lion turtle brings up a paw, his two claws touching Aang's chest and forehead, causing a green light to illuminate. Aang does not understand the turtle's words, but is comforted by this wisdom. He is then dropped off on land and joined by Momo to wait for the arrival of Ozai. As night falls, the air fleets of the Fire Nation, led by Ozai, prepare to depart and watch as Sozin's comet enters the Earth's atmosphere. Aang watches in anticipation as the sky turns orange-red. <laughs> okay. Um, um, 
Uh, okay, so that's the lion turtle here. <laughs> this line is art, maybe my favorite line of dialogue or lines of dialogue ever. Mm. And I don't know if this is based on any actual like philosophical quote or psalm or bit of wisdom or what, but uh, if not, then whoever wrote this episode, holy cow, this this part two, uh, what a wonderful line! And it's kind of Again, a little creepy in terms of how wild it is, but inspiring and comforting this line of, or, or just even the phrase beginningless time. Yeah. It's such a deep phrase and means like, it's such a perfect way to describe infinity. Um, and kind of like the time before, I guess, time was being recorded. Um, Oh God, just beginning so time is like what? What even? Oh my God! But uh, darkness thrives in the void, but always yields to purifying light. Um, it's such a cool phrase, and we obviously know what it means later, but we don't now. But it's still kind of this awe-inspiring. You know, it's it's this other sensory, you know, wisdom that hasn't even been like hasn't come close to from any of his previous lives. And you got to think this is like beyond ancient wisdom. This is wisdom that I don't think any avatar might even possess. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of helps establish just how epic and ancient these lion turtles are. They are epic and ancient. Um, where else have we seen symbols of lion turtles on our journey? I, I know that we've seen them on like some of the architecture uh, library the library right i, I mean a it's little a, passage yeah um i mean okay we're we're very used to seeing hybrid animals throughout the show uh, we had a greyhound eel earlier that very good for their journey naturally um but let us see what we have here we have the lion turtle the lion uh historically or just the king ferocious a leader uh the turtle philosopher wise and academic and, slow and uh, steady yeah here we are seeing the embodiment the the best of both worlds the uh, the best of leadership and of wisdom and uh it, it's 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 incredible that ang is able to get this uh it, it's almost like pre-avatarism like like before the first avatar there were lion turtles so so this is some which I'm, is I'm, true you yeah but no, you're not th like, that's true. We find that out in Korra. It's, it's um, let's not forget who gave him the first, you know, who, who gave benders their first ability to bend was these lion turtles. Um, but okay. So I, I love what he does. I hate that again. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't catch this reading it, but it seems somebody in the avatar wiki decided to take some liberties and put their own opinions in this episode summary. Yeah. Um, we have no idea whether or not Aang understands the turtle's words, and we have no idea if he's comforted by this wisdom. Right. Um, I'm sorry that was in there. There's that's that's not attributed to anything, but some random person's opinion. It might be true, um, but I just it yeah. just again reiterating, guys, don't and girls, don't don't do that, man. That's mm. that's not cool. Um, you're confusing people who may not have actually seen the shows, uh, and then. At the same time, I love that he gets dropped off exactly like this lion turtle. Not only, like, you know, it knew where to pick him up. It knew where to take him. Um, it knew, it just knows, every, it just, you know, and, and it almost looks like when he touches his head, he's like imparting more wisdom that we're not hearing. Um, you know, some sort of telepathic whatever, like, um, or even transferring something. Um, we also find out again in Korra, uh, what actually happens when they use their paws like that or their claws like that. Um, but it's just kind of amazing. Um, and why it's never actually occurred until now. Well, we'll talk about that later, but uh, yeah. 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 And then Momo, well, yeah, you know, Momo shows up and then we see the end of the episode again. I Oh, go well, on. Before, just one more thing. Just the, the initial reveal, how it's like you see this eye up here, and it's like ten times the size of you, and and you you, you get a sense that it is in fact an animal. It, it was so well done. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like this idea that uh, what what am I saying? You have to wait for him. Uh, 
it, it, I, somehow it's like you can't go uh, seeking this fight. It's coming to you. Just let it come. And then I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's something poetic about it. It's, it's just like you've never sought this fight. It's your duty to end it. Uh, don't go seeking it now. It, it, it's obviously coming. Well, yeah, and, and there's also an element of you can't escape your destiny. It's coming, you know, it's, this mm-hmm. is, it, you were always meant to have this happen. And no matter what you do or think, you can't just, like, it's coming to you. It's going yeah. to happen. Uh, um, I, if yeah. I could compare the Lion Turtles advice to the advice of the, for the avatars we saw. The avatars uh, said, I'm going to recap, uh, Roku, you have to be decisive. Kiyoshi, only justice is going to bring peace. Uh, Kurok is uh, you have to prioritize the destiny of the world. All of them saying, or Yang Chen, uh, again, you're, you're being selfish if you put your spiritual needs before the rest of the world. All four of them are saying, you have to do this. You have to kill the Fire Lord Ozai. But Lion Turtle isn't saying you have to kill it. It's it's saying why, why? Well, well let me... Uh, First, he's saying that the true mind can bear, uh, you know, I forgot. Whether whether but, all lies and illusions yes. without being lost. Yes. So, and the true heart can uh, tough the poison of hatred without being hard. So instead of saying you have to kill the avatar, uh, the fire lord Ozai, it's saying your heart is true. Your mind is true. You can do this. It's, it's not saying that you have to do it. It's saying that you have the ability to do it. It's like evidencing the, uh, the reasons why he has, why he's capable of doing it. Yes. It's, it's, I love it's that. It's a very different approach. Yeah. And, and it's just, yeah. And, and it's, and it's not being quite so literal about it. Um, and, and it's just, giving him clear truths about the universe, maybe realizations that he might've made at some point, but you know, if you're not going to be able to go off and seek enlightenment because you have this duty to the world, I'm going to give you some enlightened wisdom right now. Um, It's just such a beautiful, again, this for, I can't get over how good this is. Mm. Um, The true mind can weather all the lies and illusions without being lost. Um, The true heart, like this truth being true to yourself and genuine. If something's genuine, and real, no matter how much fakeness, no matter how much disin, you know, uh, disingenuousness or whatever the word is, um, you'll be able to recognize and move beyond it. And the true heart, you know, honest, honesty and love can tough the poison of hatred without being harmed. Kind of like, you know, very nonviolent resistance, you know, uh, you can resist hate with love, almost Beatles like, um, and then since beginningless time, darkness thrives in the void, but always yields to purifying light. It's not only saying that you can't have one without the other, mm-hmm. but when one is completely true, truthful and genuine, if your mind and your heart are one, then you do represent light. That's a purified light and that can resist and overwhelm darkness. Um, and And there's more to that that we find out, but it's just such a cool it's just awesome it's like something that you'd analyze from a movie for yeah. years and this is in some kids like part two of a, of a kid's show's finale yeah. it's unreal it is unreal uh well we, we we see ozai here i mean in and the warships he says it's time for the world to end in fire and the new world burn from the and a new world in that will be built in the ashes uh and it's amazing you see him with the comet coming behind him. You see Aang with the comet coming behind him. The day has come. Um, It has. And again, for the second straight episode, in the present day, this is the first, the, the very last scene of the app is the first time we're seeing Ozai, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Um, I guess it's because we're going to see a whole lot more of him in the next two. But it's just finally, like, we're seeing all our characters in place, ready to go. And at the, you know, the very last shot of this is lifting up from Aang's head and seeing the orange, you know, red sky with the comet going. And it's basically saying, like, okay, the next hour of television you're about to watch is going to be the single coolest thing you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Um, 
but be prepared for it. It's going to be not like we have gotten all this other stuff out of the way, all the build, all the anticipation, all the wisdom and steps necessary to be taken to get all our characters in position for this final moment. It's all led up to this. Here we are. It's, it's, I don't know uh, if those are supposed to be my final thoughts, no, but I mean, like, it's just, here we go, man. Like the last shot of this episode is like, get ready. I mean, yeah, let's get into it. Final thoughts, closing remarks. I, I, I don't know if you have anything to add. I will say the, uh, the episode's name is the old masters. It's a beautiful title. Of course it is, uh, revealed that, uh, John, John Paku, Bumi, Tian Dao are all members Iroh. of the Lotus society with Lotus, the grant with, Iroh being the Grand Lotus, uh, but these old masters are also very much the avatars of Roku, Kyoshi, uh, Kurok, and Yang Chen, and also also mm. the Lion Turtle, all of whom are masters of different uh, elements or have wisdom to give, and uh, to be getting wisdom from all of them in the build-up here is incredible. Wow, that's a great point. And arguably, the lion turtle is the oldest master of all. Well, not arguably, he is. Yeah, right. Um, but that's that's a great point, man. I love that. Yeah. And that wraps up another episode of The Boys in the Iceberg! Woo! Well, be sure to follow The Boys in the Iceberg on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for listening! Good night. Flamio, Hotman.